Bobby Hurley up the floor with Leitner. They throw it to the left of the floor. Leitner catches, comes down, dribbles, shoots, and welcome to another 2.1 Seconds to Madness, your college basketball podcast. I'm Russell Hainline, joined as always from the Fire Starter crew. We've got KB. K-Bad, how's it going? What's up, bro? I'm excited, K-Bad. It's March, the month of madness, the month of basketball. I'm excited to take Thursday and Friday off next week, post up in a bar, do nothing but absorb basketball injected into my veins a lot of bar food a lot of bar food i've been trying to diet leading up to next weekend you know yep. i've been trying to just like clear some space down there yeah you know, that's the goal yeah. this is my mozzarella stick time of year so yeah <laughs> yep uh i'm partial to some potato skins myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um definitely yep. get down on some potatoes especially after you've been there for like five or six hours yeah you know, yeah. maybe you maybe you avoided the potato skins at the beginning of the day, sure, but you've had sure. a few beers, you know, and it's yeah. it it lures you in. It's it's the siren song of the potato skin. Yeah, and uh, here in Maryland, they put uh, they put crab on everything, so we get crab potato skins, uh, crab oh, wings. Oh, you get like the, you get like the yeah. meat. I know they. I, yeah. I know you can get like the old bay on everything. Oh I'm yeah, sure. old bay, but crab. Yeah, they put crab pretty much on anything. So crab pretzel, crab pizza. Oh, you know. I've had one of those crab pretzels in Baltimore yeah, before. Yeah, that is yeah, yeah. that's legit right there. That's good. Yep. yep. That's what I miss about being in that area. The yeah. the the shitty foods that yeah. will kill me one day. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, a ton to talk about today. Um, so you know we're gonna jump right in. I you know I just wanted to talk about a couple of the things from last week. Uh, I know you've been busy. Big Ten tournament. Uh, Michigan wins. They beat Michigan State. Then they beat Purdue. Uh, what do you assess the futures of, you know, in particular these three teams? These are sort of the ones that that are going to be the top three seeds from the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament. What do you see, you know, uh, in your crystal ball uh, down the line for these three teams? Uh, all three could go very far, and all three could lose on the first weekend, and neither would surprise me. Um Michigan's playing tremendous right now. I know they're very second pick right now to go all the way. Um, I'm sure in your brackets there's going to be a lot of people that will be picking uh, Michigan to go all the way because they're playing tremendous right now on both sides of the basketball. Um, you know, they're peaking at the right time. And with Purdue, I never was really high on them this season. Um, you know, they're going to be a high seed, but do they – um, do they have what it takes to really be a serious contender? Um, I don't think people are going to be picking them nearly as much now as they would have been maybe a couple months ago. Um, and Michigan State uh, could be another team that um, could be a sexy pick to go all the way in a lot of brackets. Um, but again, they're a team that could lose very early. And again, neither would surprise me very much. But um, if you put a bet on Michigan winning the whole thing back in November, um you should be feeling pretty good about your your ticket right about now, and I've seen a Your couple of them. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple of them, and I'm like, you know what? That's that wouldn't be a bad payday for, especially for what you know the ticket costs. So, yeah, I forget. I'm I'm trying to scroll back and find it right now. Uh, uh, Ravel posted the ten biggest uh, bets for uh, William Hel- William Hill, uh, U.S. Uh, Nevada sportsbook operator. Uh, the biggest potential payouts. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of them obviously aren't going to happen. Somebody bet uh, two weeks ago 100 bucks on Mississippi to win it all at at 9,999 to 1. <laughs> so, I mean, sure, you got 100 sure, bucks right. burning a hole in your pocket. Somebody in December put, you know, a little over, uh, you know, $1,200 on Syracuse at 300 to 1. Hmm. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But the two that I liked the most were. Let uh, me guess. Somebody, let me guess. Texas Tech. 
Texas, somebody bet last August on Texas Tech at yeah. 400 to 1, bet $400 on it. That's 160 k payout yeah. if it happens. Right. And then, yeah, the other one, as you had alluded to, was Michigan. They they honestly just took the bet uh, two weeks ago, so the odds were at 50 to 1, but they put three grand down. That's still not bad. If you got three grand to burn, if you're the type of person that say, you know, every year I'm going to wait two weeks before the tournament starts and I'm going to put 3,000 on a you know a forty five to fifty odd the one team sure. like yeah that's not a bad bet man yeah somebody else also put six hundred on Providence at two fifty to one again like in the middle of uh, at like the end of August somebody put two hundred bucks on Temple at a thousand to one I wouldn't be surprised if like this was just somebody with <laughs> somebody making bets all on the same day sure, doing exactly sure. what you just said right yeah right, like right. pick pick teams that have a lot of seniors. Uh, that have you know good backcourt play, uh, right. that have pretty long odds that are definitely going to be battle tested. Um, yeah, uh, Michigan scares the hell out of me. Um, you know, especially if Duke ends up the two seed in the East, the odds of Michigan being the three seed in the East are pretty high. And and Michigan has been playing, as you said, out of their minds lately. Uh, I was high on Purdue. I think the biggest problem right now is Vince Edwards has not been playing well. I don't I don't know what's really happening there, but you know he was playing at potential Big Ten Player of the Year level uh, even as recently as like a month and a half ago, and he's really fallen off since. Um, you know, and 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 they're a team. Carson Edwards still plays well. Isaac Haas is going to give you what he gives you, but they need their three point shooting attack to be as potent as it was uh, in order for them to go really far. And Michigan State. You know, if if you're somebody who is usually skeptical about the Gonzagas of the world, uh, the Wichita States of the world, teams like this, then you should also be skeptical of Michigan State just because of their very, very light uh, resume this year, a mid-major level light resume. Uh, I don't think they'll be a top two seed unless some weird things happen. Um, but certainly if you're going to take a three or a four seed all the way, Michigan State would would not be a bad bet there whatsoever um i i wonder what will happen to people who are very bullish on michigan state once they see how low i suspect michigan state will be seated i I think i think they'd be a lot sexier a pick if they were a number one maybe a two seed in a region uh, in a in a favorable region uh i i think the three seed might scare some people off uh but we'll see uh, so that was Big Ten. Duke-UNC, did you get to catch that this weekend? No, I didn't. But it was it was a classic, as, as Dickie V would say, a Maalox masher, uh, where UNC was up 10 at halftime, and then Duke outscored UNC by 20 in the second half. Just absolutely beat the shit out of them in the second half. Um, you know, tale of two halves, obviously. Duke shot the ball really poorly, and so I expected some, you know, the scales to tip back towards equilibrium in the second half. But they really, more than anything else, just continued to clamp down on defense. Um, I think UNC scored 35 in the first half, something like this, which is still pretty good for a top-five offense in the country, but, you know, a little more than Duke had been allowing. Uh, I think they scored under 30 in the second. Um, That number might not be right, but uh, it, it feels right. Um, and then Marvin Bagley, uh, I think Marvin Bagley put up a double-double in the second half, 17-ish points second half, probably around 10, 11 rebounds second half. And, and you know, once he starts going, then it just opens things up for Grayson Allen, for Gary Trent. Uh, and then Trayvon Duvall had a magnificent game. Uh, I've been saying on this podcast for months now, I, I believe he is what determines Duke's ceiling. I don't think Grayson Allen is a point guard. I don't think he's a point guard who can take them to the championship. I, I think Duvall, the the ease with which he can get into the paint, uh, if he's looking to distribute and not just sort of tunnel visioning in at the rim, um, then he's a really dangerous weapon. And defensively, he crushed Barry in the second half. Barry had absolutely nothing to do. And obviously Luke May really struggled against Bagley and Carter, especially in the second. Um, so obviously a... Uh, Obviously a game that gives Duke fans a lot to be happy about going into the NCAA tournament. I said after the UNC loss uh, against Miami, uh, I think UNC has some defensive issues that they've really got to take care of uh, if they want to make an ACC tournament run. And I think they've got to win at least a couple of games 
in order to make sure they lock in that two seed. I think if they lose early, uh, they definitely are in danger of falling to that three line because then they'd have they'd have nine losses, ten. They'd have a, a high number of losses. I think if you're at nine to ten, uh, there's really no way a two seed is realistic at that point. Um, you know, just a couple of other things to touch on before we get into the future. Florida beating the hell out of Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky had been playing really well, uh, and Florida just just gave it to them. Uh, one of those games, and Florida, you know, sometimes gives Kentucky fits. Uh, again, if you're Kentucky, probably not what you wanted to see. The effort had been really strong, um, but not so much in this game. Oklahoma State just destroying Kansas, which I had as an onions pick in my uh, solo podcast last week. Oklahoma State completing the first sweep of Kansas in the Bill Self era, K-Bad. He had never been swept by a team until Oklahoma State, a bottom feeder in the conference with a first-year coach, swept Kansas this year. And in the Big 12 tournament, if Oklahoma State can get by Oklahoma, who's the first team they'll play? Kansas. So that'll be a lot of fun to watch. And then uh, I wanted to ask your opinion on this, KB, uh, in regards to Notre Dame, because obviously this is something that people are talking a lot about uh, on ESPN. You know, they hung tough with Virginia. They got Bonzi Colson back. Nearly lost to Pittsburgh today. That obviously would have been devastating. They look terrible. What do you think about the school of thought that allows Notre Dame to get into the NCAA tournament this year? No. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I like that. There's I, I don't. Uh, I don't understand really what the whole argument is. They don't even really have a good resume, even when he was still in the lineup. Right. They they had a tournament resume with him in the lineup. Is I think the argument that they're making, like that that obviously I I want to say what they lost. They were something like eleven and four, twelve and four with him in the lineup, something like this. I mean, again, not not brilliant, um, but I mean that's. That's the argument that I keep hearing, but like at the end of the day, I feel like the wins have to matter at some point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like if if Syracuse now Syracuse isn't going to make the tournament this year, I don't think, unless they do something crazy the next couple of days. If let's say Syracuse had the resume they had today, and Tyus Battle had been out for a while, and now they just got Tyus Battle back, you know, I. I, I just don't think that that's enough when you've lost like 13, 14 games. I, I, I just don't get it. Um, I know that I think Ken Palm is pretty favorable on Notre Dame still. Uh, again, if you want to go by that model, but the committee has never shown that they're, that they'll do that. And, and Joe Lenardi keeps saying that this is sort of a new scenario, but if I recall correctly, Patty Mills missed a lot of time for St. Mary's back in the day. He got back right before the end of the season they lost their conference tournament. He wasn't in. They weren't in the NCAA tournament because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that you lost games without your star if you lost too many games. That's just. I feel like wins ultimately have to matter. There's a way of, of equi- of of tilting the scale nicely between the Ken Palms, those things, and the resumes. But like, it definitely shouldn't be. If you're good enough when you're healthy, you should be in. Right. <laughs> Because then when does that end? Yeah. Right. Uh, and especially the fact that they almost lost to Pitt tonight. They shouldn't get in on general principle of almost losing to Pittsburgh on yeah. a neutral court. Um, well, speaking of the NCAA tournament, uh, KB, I wanted to talk about – well, no, we'll leave that to the end. Let's talk about conference awards. Okay. Right. Um, conference awards, ACC. Uh, let's start there. Your player of the year. Marvin Bagley. Same. Uh, also your freshman of the year, presumably Marvin Bagley. Yep. Your coach of the year. I'm going to give it to Tony Bennett, but I was very tempted to give it to Kevin Keats from NC State just simple fact that they won over 20 games and he beat UNC and Duke. UNC and Duke, so. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Kevin Keats for those exact reasons. Obviously, Bennett has the best record in college basketball, but I, I don't think people realize just – <laughs> good, good well-timed mute there kb <laughs> um <laughs> uh kevin keats 
has just been uh, sensational for them. Took a roster that had no business being as good as it was. And again, like a, until like a week before the end of conference play, they were in play for like the third seed in the ACC tournament, uh, which yep. is incredible to me. Uh, who's your first team? ACC. It'd be, it'd be Marvin Bagley, Luke May, Kyle Guy, Jerome Robinson, and I'll give it to Marquise Reed. Uh, I've got Bagley, I've got May, got Robinson, got Guy. I was tempted with Reed. Uh, this may be just a bit of homerism talking, but I'm going to give it to Wendell Carter. Uh, I also tied. I, I toyed around with Reed. I toyed around with, um, oh God, Tyus Battle. Honestly, just for everything that he did this year for Syracuse, even though they weren't very good, uh, he was very good. I, I was pretty surprised that Joel Berry in the voting for ACC first team was so much higher than Kyle Guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he hasn't really had a terribly efficient year. I think he's had his least efficient year since his freshman year. He's got a lot of numbers because they ask him to do a lot, but, you know, just surprising to me. Uh, Big East, your player of the year. Uh, Jalen Brunson. Mine as well, your freshman of the year. Omari Spillman. Same for me, coach of the year. Chris Mack. Chris Mack is a good choice. I know he won the Big East coach of the year. I, I'm going to give mine to Greg McDermott just because I'm really impressed with the fact that Creighton finished third. I know we had sort of talked about Xavier finishing top two, top three. Uh, I don't know whether we had entertained Creighton as a top maybe even five team in our sort of preseason discussions. Um, we knew Foster would be good and Thomas, but I've been really impressed with what I've seen from them even after injury trouble late. So I'm going to give mine to him. Who's your uh, first team, assuming that the Big East – I know that some of these conferences do like eight or nine first-team guys. They uh, did six this year. Okay. Oh, that's not as bad. Yeah, um, I, I'm doing yeah. five all the way around, so. Good. Who, who are your five? Uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, Trayvon Blewett, Keelan Martin, Shamori Pons, and Marcus Foster. Uh, I'm going to go with Mikhail Bridges for my fifth instead of Foster, uh, but the other four of mine are the same. Uh, Big Ten, your player of the year. Uh, key to base job. Mine as well, your coach of the year. Chris Holtman. Mine as well, your freshman of the year. Jaron Jackson Jr. Mine as well. This segment's going quite easily so yep. far. Uh, <laughs> uh, your Big Ten first team. Uh, key to base job, uh, Miles Bridges, Carson Edwards, Mertz Wagner, and James Palmer. Uh, I've got Bates Jop, Edwards, Bridges. I've got Wagner. And I'm going to go Tony Carr from Penn State for my fifth. Your Big 12 player of the year. Trey Young. I'm going to go with Devontae Graham. I I know Trey Young's got the big stats. I, I really love what Graham in particular did down the stretch. I'm very impressed. Young is obviously my freshman of the year as, as he is yours. Uh, who is your coach of the year? Uh, Chris Beard. Chris Beard is mine as well. Your first team. Trey Young, Devontae Graham, Javon Carter, Keenan Evans, and Mo Bamba. I'll go Graham. I'll go Young, Evans, Carter, and I'm going to go Dean Wade from Kansas State as my fifth. Uh, SEC. This one's pretty interesting, and I don't know if you saw the list of their first team. Uh, mm -hmm. There were some there were some head scratchers in there. Uh, who is your player of the year? Grant Williams. I will also go with Grant Williams, your freshman of the year. Colin Sexton. I will also go with Colin Sexton. We're going to hear about that. Uh, who is your SEC coach of the year? Rick Barnes. I know Rick Barnes won, uh, and that's a, a great choice, obviously. I'm going to go with Bruce Pearl. I know there was no chance of him winning it with the FBI thing, but the fact that they lost Pure Four, Pure Foy, and Wiley, and they lost Macklemore down the stretch and still tied for first in the conference is incredible to me. Uh, your first team, SEC. Grant Williams, Chris Chioza, Jalen Barford, Cassius Robinson, and Bryce Brown. Good. I was about to say I'm glad Bryce Brown's on there. I was stunned Brown was not on the first team from SEC. Uh, I'm going to go Grant Williams. I'll go Bryce Brown. We're going to have a bunch of differences, though. I'll go Colin Sexton. Uh, I'll go Yante Maton, uh, and I'll pick Tyler Davis from Texas A&M to close mine out. Uh, Pac-12, your player of the year. Uh, Pac-12 player of the year would be, of course, DeAndre Ayton. 
Same freshman of the year, also eight and same. Yep. Your coach of the year. Yeah, the heebie jeebies even saying this. Mike Hopkins. <laughs> yep, uh, that's a no brainer to me. Definitely Mike Hopkins. Uh, your Pac 12 first team DeAndre Ayton, Trey Holder, Aaron Holiday, Shamizi Mitsu, and Justin Bibbins. Uh, I went Ayton, Mitsu, Holder, Holiday, and I'll go Alonzo Trier for my fifth. Uh, let's see. I think that's all the awards. Uh, do you have – I didn't put this on the docket, but do you have who, like, your first team All-American in the country would be? Uh, first team All-American in the country, uh, I would say Marvin Bagley. Uh, I think that would be a, a no-brainer. Um, I think Jalen Brunson, I'd assume, would be a no-brainer. Um, I'd have both of them for sure. Uh, Devontae Graham, I would think. Uh, probably be, be yeah. Um, I would have that Trey Young on mine as well. He would be on mine as well. We're and four. I would have to go DeAndre Ayton. He would be my fifth. There you go. Nicely done. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'd be surprised if they're not the consensus picks across the board. I, I, I don't really know who would be removed from that list to put someone else on. Um, I, you know, there are a bunch of people who are really good. I mean, obviously someone like maybe Trayvon Blewett, uh, would have a great argument. Um, Keenan Evans probably has a great argument, I, but yeah, I mean like even, even then, I don't know who I'd bump to put any of them in it. Um, I, I think those five are pretty set in stone. Uh, do you have, I know we, uh, I'd mentioned this. Let's start a little bracketology. Who would be your one seeds? Uh, in the NCAA tournament right now? Right now, I would have them ranked one Virginia, two Villanova, three Kansas. And I would, right now, I would say Xavier over Duke for that final number one seed. But to be honest, you could switch those two teams and I wouldn't be upset. You could have Duke as the last one, Xavier as the number one, two, I guess you could. So you probably would say it. But um, yeah, that's how I would see it right now. Now that's interesting. The cons- uh, a lot of the uh, bracketologists, I think, would have Xavier and Kansas flipped, where they feel Xavier's pretty safe, and Kansas and Duke are the ones that might be scrapping for that fourth. Hmm. I, I think the argument there being that Kansas has, you know, some some bad losses uh, that Xavier doesn't really have. Uh, you know, they have a lot of wins um, because they played a really tough schedule. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, I think if they don't win the Big 12 tournament, I think they would have eight losses, if my memory serves, which would definitely... They would have eight, yeah. That would be the most of any one seed, I think, ever. Um, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, I'd have I'd have Villanova in the east, Virginia in the south, Xavier midwest, and then I currently have Kansas uh, as my fourth one seed. Uh, your two seeds. Uh, my twos would be Duke, uh, one Purdue, North Carolina, and Cincinnati. I'd go Duke, Purdue, uh, North Carolina. Uh, Cincinnati would probably have it right today. Uh, I'm a little high on Tennessee, honestly, um, especially for uh, we'll talk about the conference tournaments. I think they've got you know a nice favorable draw to get some good wins, some realistic wins. Uh, I, I think if they can make a good run in the SEC tournament, even if Cincinnati – let's assume Cincinnati loses the American uh, final and Tennessee goes deep in the SEC, then I'd like them for that second spot. But today I, I would go Cincinnati as well. Uh, your three seeds. It would be Michigan, Tennessee, Michigan State, Auburn. I would go Michigan, uh, Tennessee, Auburn. I would go Wichita State for my fourth. Uh, Wichita State sneakily, I think, has an even better resume than Michigan State. Uh, I know it's realistic that at least one of these three seeds will lose a game and probably fall below Michigan State. I think realistically, once the tournaments are all said and done, I would not be surprised by Michigan State on that three line. But uh, if Auburn and you know, Tennessee both go deep. 
Uh, Wichita State, I think, is a really good chance to go to the finals there, maybe even win. Uh, maybe if they don't win, they slide below Michigan State. But I, I think the odds of Michigan State being a four-seater are greater than people think. Their resume is just so bad. Um, and then your four seeds, KB. Will be Texas Tech, West Virginia, Wichita State, Gonzaga. I'd go Texas Tech, uh, West Virginia, Michigan State. Uh, and then I would go Arizona for my fourth. Again, I, I just like their odds of uh, – getting in there over the Zags. I think the Zags have some good wins up top, but uh, but not the same sort of depth. I, I'm just scared right now because if Duke is that two seed in the East as a Duke fan, like I said, Michigan's chances of ending up there are, uh, are pretty strong. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I really want teams like Auburn, Cincinnati, Tennessee – Maybe even Wichita State, you know, I, I need them all to thrive so that Michigan sort of bumps back down just a little bit, just just to give me a little breathing room. Uh, and then, you know, I've alluded to the tournaments. Let's talk about the tournaments. Uh, obviously, the Big Ten one is over. Let's start with the ACC. Who do you see as... Let, let's just go straight to the Final Four instead of breaking them down game by game, obviously. Who would you see meeting in the Final Four? Um, I got to bring up the uh, bracket on my back. Oh, no worries. No I know, worries. I, know I, had, I had Duke uh, winning the whole thing when I looked at it. That's a good glance at it. Yeah, so we've got um, in the upper bracket, Virginia is going to play the winner of Florida State Louisville. Presumably you'd have Virginia – winning whoever wins that game. Sure. sure. Uh, Clemson will play the winner of Boston College, NC State. I think that's sort of the wild card one there because Clemson hasn't really been what they were a couple of weeks ago. Um, I personally think NC State can make the semifinals from that side of the bracket, um, although Boston College going on a miracle run, I guess, wouldn't surprise me that much either uh, in this case. Uh, Duke will play the winner of Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. Uh, both will be scary games for Duke, unquestionably. They lost to Virginia Tech, and Bonzi Colson is just a giant pain in Duke's ass. But I like Duke's odds there. And then Miami will play the winner of North Carolina Syracuse. Who, uh, who would you have coming out of that side? On that side, I would have uh, North Carolina advancing to play Duke. Duke beats North Carolina. And then presumably if you had Duke winning at all, you have Duke beating probably Duke Virginia. Duke beating Virginia. Virginia, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that Miami-UNC is going to be a scary matchup for UNC. They just lost at home to Miami. Not even not even on a game where like I feel like Miami peaked out their full potential. Um, especially, you know, playing Syracuse the day before. Not that Cuse is great or anything, but... I don't know. I think Miami makes it through that, and we don't get the third Duke-UNC matchup that we want. I would love to play UNC again, but um, Miami scares me a little more, quite frankly. Um, but, yeah, uh, I have Duke making it through that, and I like Duke against Virginia in the zone era here. Uh, Big East. Let's see, and I'll mm -hmm. pull up my bracket over here. Uh, let's see. Xavier is going to play the winner of Georgetown St. John's. You think you think the Hoya is going to advance? I don't think the Hoya is going to be St. John's. So, um, yeah, fair Saint, enough. Yeah, Xavier St. John's. Uh, presumably, you have Xavier. Xavier moving forward. Xavier moving forward. Uh, uh, they would play the winner of Creighton Providence. Who would you have there? Creighton wins that one. Uh, Villanova will play the winner of Marquette DePaul. Presumably Villanova advances. Villanova advances. Uh, Seton Hall Butler. Seton Hall beats Butler. Uh, so then you would have Xavier versus Creighton. I'm going to have Creighton in upset. Ooh, okay. Okay, I like it. Uh, Villanova, Seton Hall. I'm going to have uh, Villanova. And then Villanova, Creighton. Villanova. I'm going to have Creighton struggling with Providence. Uh, I'm going to have Providence advancing. Uh, I think they're like a slightly higher ceiling if, they, if they've got it all clicking. I like their odds. I think Xavier beats Providence. I think Villanova beats Seton Hall. And then if Villanova-Xavier play, you got to give it to Villanova every time. 
Uh, Big 12 bracket. Let me pull this one up. Uh, this one is tasty. Uh, Big 12 bracket. We start with Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Who do you have there? They need to win Oklahoma. Uh, and then you would have Kansas versus Oklahoma. Kansas. Uh, Kansas would then play the winner of Kansas State, TCU. Who would you have there? TCU. Kansas presumably beating TCU? Yep. Uh, Texas, Iowa State in the bottom half? Texas. Uh, Texas plays Texas Tech. Who do you have there? Texas Texas Tech. They would play the winner of West Virginia, Baylor. What? West Virginia. Texas Tech, West Virginia. Who would you have there? West Virginia. Kansas versus West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. I toyed with West Virginia going all the way. I, I definitely, I think the winner of that Texas Tech-West Virginia game will go all the way. Um, I, I am anticipating, uh, I, I like how Oklahoma State's been playing. I think Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma. And I think if they play Kansas again, I like their odds at beating Kansas again. I wow. think Kansas just has a, they've got a brutal draw here because both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will definitely play them really, really tough. And then Kansas State is just a, is a is a beastly matchup for them as well, in my opinion. So I I like Kansas State to emerge uh, into the final from the top side of the bracket. Uh, I have Texas Tech over West Virginia on the bottom side of the bracket, and then Texas Tech beating Kansas State. Uh, but definitely, I thought long and hard about West Virginia winning the Big Twelve title as well. I, I just think that Kansas. Um, I, I don't know. I, th I think that's just a brutal draw. They almost would have had or rather had the other side. Um, who's next? Big, no, SEC. SEC, we've got uh, Missouri will play the winner of Georgia Vanderbilt. Presumably you will advance Missouri. Uh, Missouri, yep. Missouri versus Kentucky. I'm going to go Kentucky. What if Michael Porter Jr. plays? Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to play, man. Come on. They're they're saying yeah. he's healthy. I know he shouldn't play, but they can't just keep bringing him out and having him shoot like warm ups, and everyone's watching and like, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna? Do it? I, I'm not surprised. I, I'd be surprised if like they do like when Chappelle was uh, was Black Gallagher and he was like you know waving his hands over it like if he does the same bit like over his warm ups he's like am I gonna do it am I gonna take him off you don't know uh, he's got to play with the audience a little bit there um, Alabama Texas A and M I'm gonna go Texas A and M yeah I might need to stop betting on Alabama I'll go Texas yeah A &M. you should yeah. I know I'm, but the potential is great yeah, there. It's KB. always it's, there. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just they're, they're so athletic. Yeah. Um, and then Auburn versus Texas A&M. Auburn. Uh, yeah, I like Auburn there as well. Um, I actually have uh, Kentucky advancing uh, over Missouri. Uh, so I've got Auburn, Kentucky. Uh, Tennessee versus the winner of LSU, Mississippi State. Presumably T you will advance Tennessee. Tennessee. Um, Arkansas will be against the winner of South Carolina Ole Miss. Again, presumably you advance Arkansas. I'm going to have Arkansas. Uh, I'm also going to have Arkansas, but I will say if I'm going to pick a sleeper here, South Carolina with Chris Silva, the way he's been playing, definitely could give Arkansas some trouble and move on to the uh, to the quarterfinals. Uh, then Arkansas versus Florida. Who do you have there? Florida. Uh, you have Florida versus Tennessee. Who do you have there? Tennessee. So you've got Auburn versus Tennessee for the SEC tournament title. Who do you have? Tennessee. Yeah, so I've got uh, I've actually got Kentucky over Auburn. Uh, just again, Auburn's injury problems. I, I I struggle to keep betting on them. I know they keep winning, but it's it's too much. Uh, I have Tennessee over Florida, and then I have Tennessee beating Kentucky. Uh, Pac-12 tournament. Uh, boy. Uh, Colorado, Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State. Arizona versus Arizona State. I'm going to pick Arizona. <laughs> I know. It, that's a tempting one. It's so yeah, it's tempting. It's very tempting. Yeah. Anything can happen in that game. I, I've also got Arizona moving on from that side. Stanford versus California. 
Stanford. UCLA versus Stanford? Stanford. Ooh, interesting. I've got UCLA there. Uh, Washington, Oregon State. Washington needs a win. Washington advances. Washington does need a win. Oregon State's been pretty scary lately. They have been. They beat Arizona. Beat Arizona State. I'm not going to sleep on them. Uh, uh, USC versus Washington. USC. Yeah, I I sort of like Washington or Oregon State to give uh, USC a real game there. Uh, I'm going to have Washington advance on that side of the bracket. Uh, Oregon, Washington State. Oregon. Utah versus Oregon. Utah. Uh, so you've got USC versus Utah. Utah. Uh, yeah, I've got Utah over Washington there. Uh, you've got Arizona versus Stanford. Uh, that's very tempting. I, I'm going to go Arizona. Um, if there's a sleep I could pick, it would be Stanford, but I'm going to pick Arizona, though. I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna. I've got Arizona, UCLA. I'm gonna pick UCLA to knock off Arizona here, especially if Jalen Hands is back. Uh, and then you've got Arizona versus Utah for the finals. Arizona. Uh, I've got UCLA versus Utah for the finals. I will go UCLA. Uh, and then we've got a nice bonus one since the Big Ten is already done. By the way, what do you think about the Big Ten doing it a week early in Madison Square Garden? If that's what they want to do to try to get in the New York market, more power to them. Yeah, I mean, if if we get to see Rutgers uh, go off the way Corey Sanders did every year. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the American, let's just assume, uh, you know, looking at the bracket, the only e- even potential upsets that might be tempting here would be something like Wichita State will probably play Temple. Uh, and then Houston will probably play Central Florida. Um, but I'm going to assume for the purposes of this that we're going to pick Chalk uh, up until the semifinals. Let's go Cincinnati versus Tulsa in the semifinals. Cincy. And let's go uh, Wichita State versus Houston in the semifinals. <laughs> Wichita State. That's a tempting one. It is a tempting one. If, if any team could just uh, weirdly sort of emerge and win it all, uh, you know, in their conference tournament, I, Houston would be that team for sure. But I do like Wichita State there. And then we get the terrific rematch of Cincinnati-Wichita State. By this time next year, the animosity between Cincinnati and Wichita State is going to reach Xavier-Cincinnati levels nearly. Yep. I mean, like <laughs> – when you've got two asshole coaches who <laughs> just are are livid with one another constantly, uh, mm-hmm. and they all fight constantly, um, mm-hmm. it just makes for great basketball. Uh, who would you take in a rematch, Cincinnati Wichita State? I'm going Cincy to win it all. I'm going to go Wichita State. I, I, I'm too nervous about Cincinnati's offense. Cincinnati's not in the top fifty Ken Palm offenses. I think ultimately their defense is brilliant, but like it's hard for me to bet on them a lot in big games because they're going to be close, and I feel like they got to make shots, and I'm I'm just not necessarily sold that they're that team. Uh, so I'm going to go Wichita State. Um, one last question, I suppose, uh, before we head out today. Let me give you let me give you uh, two quick things. First of all, did you have any thoughts? Uh, because last week I covered a little bit solo on the FBI stuff with Arizona, Sean Miller, uh, any of that. Um, any any thoughts there? Not really. Um, I don't really know if we have all the facts, to be perfectly honest with you. I can't really right. comment on it because I don't really know what to believe. Yep, that's more or less what I said last week, and uh, I'm down with that. Uh, secondly, are there any... Big name teams. Obviously, we got to wait and see what the brackets look like before we say these with confidence. But out of those, you know, top uh, sixteen teams that we named, are there any that you would sort of eyeball as being most likely to drop a first round game to like a thirteen, fourteen, fifteen? Uh, out of the sixteen that we named, uh, pretty much upset uh, potential. First weekend. Uh, yeah. Especially first round, like teams that – because people like to pick those first rounders. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a 16 uh, C wins, but uh, Purdue dropping one, uh, 
to a 15, depending on what that 15 is. Sure. Um, I, I wouldn't put it on my bracket, but again, again, it wouldn't surprise me if it were to happen. Um, Michigan State dropping one to a 14 seed. Um, that wouldn't surprise me if that were to happen. Um, and Gonzaga, um, I had them as my last four seed. If they would have dropped one early, it wouldn't surprise me. But other than that, um, and possibly Auburn as well, um, they could drop one early, and it wouldn't surprise me. But everybody else, for the most part, I expect to advance that first game at least. Yeah, I, I always look for, uh, you know, especially when you're looking at Ken Palm, those teams that really struggle on, on one side of the ball a lot. Um, so, you know, I, I can't help but look at a team like, uh, you know, who was I going to say? I had a name. I, there are a lot of teams that are pretty close to, like, 50th or below in defensive efficiency that you might want to look at. Um, teams like a Kansas, maybe, like a UNC. Like, some big names have surprisingly not great defenses this year, and their offenses will probably carry them. UNC, I have more faith carrying the uh, the load on offense than I do with Kansas. And Kansas is just a little more jump shot oriented. Um, but yeah, Kansas, especially if they fall to that two line or if they get the wrong matchup, that's certainly interesting to me. Um, certainly some of these teams that struggle offensively that are really tilted one direction that way. Uh, so teams like a Cincinnati, like a Texas Tech maybe. Um you know, Michigan certainly has the capacity to go cold offensively. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot of potential here. I, I heard a really interesting one on uh, the Three Man Weave podcast, KB, that I thought I'd throw out there. Xavier is a one seed. They have their defensive efficiency right around 75. So, like, they are pretty low defensively compared to what most one seeds put out there. And there will probably be some 16 seeds like Iona, like Lipscomb, uh, that like to shoot a ton of threes and play really, really fast-paced offense. And so they were just saying that, like, again, if you're one of those guys that looks for where the 116 could be, I, I personally don't believe it'll happen. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's got to happen at some point, but I would never bet on it. Xavier's defense definitely could present issues in a game being closer than maybe it should for the 116. So again, if you're somebody who like needs to put a 16 down, I might keep my eye on Xavier a little bit. I don't know. That's hmm. a it's a, it was an interesting theory that I just wanted to relay um because again, that that defense is second worst out of all the teams we named today. Um, it's not surprising. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it, it's only surprising because they've been so good all year and they don't really have any bad losses. But, like, at the end of the day, they've gotten close a lot. Um, you know, their, their luck, the Ken Palm sort of, uh, you know, determiner of luck, Xavier is second in the country. You know, basically they have closed out close games – better than what statistics would expect. So, you know, again, if it's a close game, they might be due for the scale to tip back the other direction. I'm not sure. They're very true, teams. but it's, there's yeah. a reason why, though, is that they're very experienced and have sure. a very good head coach. Of course. Of course. Uh, you know, but, like, even the most experienced teams, you expect to be at least near the bell curve of expectation. You know what I mean? And they are... They are very, very far on one side of it to the point where I think someone could make the argument that they are not as good as their record is, which then would mean they are not as good as a one seed tends to be, which means that they might be more vulnerable than a one seed tends to be. It'll be interesting to see who they match up with. Uh, I get that. You know what? It's yeah. funny. It's funny. I know a lot of people who uh, may not pay attention a lot to Big East basketball. You know, North Carolina fans, uh, namely, they're saying, like, yeah, put us in the same bracket with Xavier. We'll be fine. And I know a lot of times, it's the fact they don't really know a lot about Xavier. Like, they may know who Trayvon Blewett is. They may have heard of, sure. uh, you know, some of the guys on their team. But for the most part, they don't really get the respect you would think that a team that is 
been as good as they've been all season should get. But sure. That's just well, that, well, that's that's a, that's a Big East thing across the board at this point because they're not on ESPN, and so right. people don't talk yeah. about them. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's. I mean, the same goes for Villanova. Honestly, I mean. You but know, it's Villanova, funny, like people, yeah. people like the same people. They 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 get Villanova, but like winning the national championship, like kind of changed a lot of people's perceptions. Of, absolutely. So you've yeah. seen them, you've seen them do it. So now it's like, okay, I get it. They can go the whole way, but for Xavier, it's a little bit different. Like you're still kind of waiting to see, like whether or not they actually are for real. Right. And I think Villanova, just to again to sort of underscore the idea of relative disrespect, um. You know, I think they have like the second most efficient offense in the last like decade this year. No, no, that's not hard to believe either. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like you you see like, it. Yeah. yeah uh, again, if it's not a big name, I think the most efficient. You want to take a guess at who the most efficient was? It was a couple years ago. Oh man, this is a tough one, honestly. But it, mm. but it's gonna it's gonna underline the point of again, it's a team that maybe one doesn't associate with, with such high level of achievement, generally speaking. I'm assuming Wisconsin. Wisconsin 2015, absolutely. And wow, theirs okay. was like, theirs was notably better than Villanova's this year. So like the difference between Villanova's offense this year and Duke's offense this year, Duke is number three, or Duke is number two, is the same divide as the Wisconsin of 2015 and the Villanova of this year. Hmm. You know, that's, that's hmm. a, a pretty sizable gap. I, I, the teams that always feel safest to me are always going to be the ones who are relatively battle-tested and are in the top 25 of offense and defense. So I like Villanova. I like Duke. Uh, Purdue is close, but then again, recently they haven't been as strong. Michigan State is balanced, despite what I think. Uh, same with Gonzaga, although both of them are less battle-tested than one would think. Uh, Michigan comes close... Uh, you know, but there really aren't that many teams with a lot of balance. There's a lot of teams up high that are either not great defensively or not great offensively, which should mean, I would think, a lot of upsets this year, which would be really exciting, um, unless I'm a fan of a team that gets upset, and then it'll really suck, and I'll be angry. Um, <laughs> and then the, uh, the, the final thing I wanted to ask, KB, a little trivia for you here. There are... Ten teams that have uh, secured their automatic bids to the NCAA tournament so far. I'm I'm gonna guess that you know five of the mascots of these teams. Okay. And I want to I want to see if you can get there or beat that number. So here we go. Okay. I'll st- right. I'll start with the easiest ones and then and then work my way hard. So Michigan. Oh, the Wolverines. Uh, let's go to Iona. Gales. Murray State. Racers. Charleston. Uh Charleston. 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 Ah uh, blah 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 blah. it's not the Channel Clears. That's not down. I think that's Coastal Carolina. That is Coastal Carolina. Right. I don't know Charleston. The Cougars. Okay. The Cougars. All right. Okay. Uh UNC Greensboro. UNC Greensboro. Oh man, God, I feel like I should know these. <laughs> that this one, the Charleston was a, a bit of a coin flip. I did expect you to know UNC Greensboro, as I feel like I should know this. I think they were in the tournament last year, if memory serves. I want to. I'm gonna guess something really generic and say like the Eagles or something. Oh, the Spartans. The Spartans, okay. You, you All right. Not, Generic, you okay. not too far. You were not too okay. far. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so the final five are a little harder. You got to get two to match to match my expectation level. So let's All see. Right. Okay. Radford. Radford. Uh, Radford, Radford, Radford. Now give me a second on Radford. I can think of this one. Um, I can skip it. I can go to the next one if you want to, if you want to sit on it. Come back to Radford. Okay. I'll come back to Radford. Lipscomb. <laughs> I'm having a bad night. No, I, I, hey, Radford. No, 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 no. Lipscomb, 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 Lipscomb. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna best on the rid generic. It's not generic. It's not generic. Nah. It's gonna be a tough one to pull out of your ass if you don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say the Panthers. I don't know. The Bisons for Bisons. Oh god, Bisons. that's Howard. Howard is the Bisons too. Okay, all right. Uh Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago. Jeez, uh, man. These are some, um, these are some tough ones. There's some like non-normal, uh, you know, not the usual suspects from some of these conferences who who we see more often and for a couple of these teams. So, I definitely would have gotten five at most. I'm gonna say the Bulldogs. I, I know that's not it. That's not it. The Ramblers. Yeah. Ramblers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, LIU Brooklyn. LIU Brooklyn is the. Also. Or maybe the year before. It's something birds. It is something birds. Because I'm remember because there's a kid that from here with the LIU Brooklyn. I used to follow these games all the time. I, it's not the Red Birds. Not bl- it's not the Red Birds. Blackbirds? It is the Blackbirds. Blackbirds. There, there you go. Okay. There we go. All is right. that five? Is that five? That's that's four. That's, that's four. four. Damn it. Okay. How many, how many I got? How many I got left? Uh, we've we've got one more, and then we can swing back to Radford. All right. Okay. All right. So Wright State. Right state, right state, right. Now I, I'm a thinking. I'm right. I'm a thinking. It's right Radford state. Radford and Wright State are your last two. Man, I should know Wright State. Wright State, Wright State, Wright State. Wright I felt state, I did state. not. I did not know Wright State either. I felt bad for not knowing Wright State as well. So I I sympathize. I want to say Wright State is something. Is this, is something generic? It, it's something relatively generic, yes. It is a nickname that is shared across several teams. I will say that. I'm not going to get right state. <laughs> I'm going to say the right state. I'm going to say Bears. It's not the Bears. The right state Raiders. Okay, all right. The Raiders. Okay. So right. Radford is the last one. Radford's going to be a tough pull. This is going to be a tough pull. If you pull this one out of your ass, I will be blown away. <laughs> all right, considering where Radford is, it's not something generic. It is not something generic, no. Okay. I struggle, s- I struggle off the top of my head to think it's probably something where maybe it's a nickname for, for more than one school, but I can't think of any others off the top of my head. So it's not like so strange. It's not like the Jackrabbits or like something super weird, mm-hmm. but it's not something that like would come to mind. Mountaineers, I don't fucking know. Uh, dude, you were that is really when you hear what it is. Uh huh. That's really close thematically to Get the what hell it is. out of here. What is the it? Radford Highlanders? Fucking Highlanders. God the Highlanders. Highlanders. I'm I'm surprised that you Mountaineers is really goddamn close. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I really oh, almost got it, man. God, that would have. I would have. I would have. Throwing my laptop out the window, man. Oh, my yeah. God. That I'm pissed good. I didn't get five. I didn't get half of them. Yeah, yeah. The, once, once I, I got to bone up. I got to bone up. I got to bone up. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm slipping. I'm slipping a little bit. Yeah, I would have I would have gotten Charleston and Greensboro. I would not have gotten – what was the one? You got LIU Brooklyn. I would not have gotten that one. Uh, I would have gotten Charleston, UNC, Greensboro. Once once those went out the window, I knew it was going to be a tough road to five. Man, but, uh, damn it. That's all right. Next next week we'll have more uh, we'll have more of these teams in there. I'm sure I'll bust out some more trivia. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, we'll we'll have some we'll have some good mid major trivia uh, down the stretch uh, there. And by the way, 
that Lipscomb game, I just want to mention that before we leave. I, <laughs> you might have gotten to hear about it, KB. Uh, I, you probably did not watch it. Um, I, Lipscomb was up 32 points in the second half. And then Florida Gulf Coast got it to within three wow. with, like, four minutes left. It was genuine. And it wasn't even like Lipscomb wasn't scoring at all. Like, they, they did have a bad stretch. Florida State, uh, Florida Gulf Coast just made more threes. I think Zach Johnson of Florida Gulf Coast, I want to say made nine threes in the second half. You know, they were just, they were cooking. And Lipscomb just kept turning the ball over. I, I thought Florida Gulf Coast was going to win, man. It would have been the biggest second-half comeback in the history of NCAA. But uh, they just ran they just ran just shy of the gas necessary to make it happen. But, but yeah, like Lipscomb had like 65 points at halftime, and then Florida Gulf Coast scored like 65 or 70 in the second half. It was It was an incredible game to watch. So anybody who likes to sort of scroll through ESPN three and watch, you know, <laughs> watch very strange anomalous games, that Lipscomb Florida Gulf Coast game was just an outstanding game to watch. Uh, so that's my recommendation to people listening. Uh, that's going to do it for this show. KB, where can the good people find you? Uh, they can find me uh, Thursday morning on the High Five Starter uh, podcast. Just go to iTunes, Stitch Radio, where you listen to podcasts, and search High Five Starter. And, uh, yeah, our slogan is we talk about it, it being everything, sports, and movies, and entertainment, and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, that's it. And you can find me on Twitter at KBAD. That's K-B-A-D-D-S. Love it. Love it. Uh, I'm Russell H. Film everywhere. You can find me everywhere there. Um, this podcast, uh, Long Late Movie Show, seems like a bit of a hiatus right now uh, just because we've all had a lot of real-life stuff going on. Um, but that'll be back eventually. Long Late Movie Show. You can find iTunes, Stitcher Radio, etc. Twitter.com slash LNL Movie Show. Uh, this podcast, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Twitter.com slash Seconds, the number two madness. Seconds to madness.tumblr.com. Uh, I post on Reddit all the time. Next week is uh, usually our biggest episode in terms of uh, listeners. Uh, it'll be our bracket breakdown that we do every year. Um, it'll either be, I haven't talked to KB about this at all, it'll be at the beginning of next week, not sure the date yet. Um, it'll definitely, we'll advertise the hell out of it when it when it happens. Um, please give it a listen. If you want to win your bracket, I, if we haven't proven it to you yet, KB and I watch the games. We know the teams. We know the mid-majors, even if we don't always know the mascots. Uh, you know, we're, we, we, we do our research. We know what we're doing. And sometimes that means you're not going to win your bracket because weird things happen that we don't expect. You know, um, both KB and mine's teams have lost weird games at the beginning of tournaments yep. that, we w- that we would not have predicted. We've also probably had years where we lost early that we would have predicted it. Yep. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're not guessing randomly if you're going with what we pick. <laughs> you're going off of knowledgeable people who actually watch games. I suspect that a lot of the other places that fill out their brackets, they go by sort of the ESPN mentality where they like they know the big name people and they just sort of pick the big names. They pick like the Seth Greenberg sound clips and they go off those. If you want something more thorough, that's this show. So please keep an eye out for that at the beginning of next week. And for the love of God, please, if you fill out your bracket, you feel good about it, especially if you do well, leave us a good iTunes review. Let us know that you're listening, that you're loving it. And even better, if, if for some reason you win some money because of this podcast, please please share the news. You don't need to share the money, but share the news with us. You can share the money too. But I mean, you could share the money. Would yeah. you? We do need to come up with some merch, KB. I've had at least one person ask us about uh about doing some merchandise. We got we got to come up with some good uh okay with some good bits. I'm not, right. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I'm not sure yet what we're gonna do, but we'll figure out something. Um, we'll get we'll get some of your money that way. If you win based on what we recommend, buy some merch. <laughs> That's what you can do. That way, you get something. We get a little something. It'd be nice. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody wins. Everybody goes home happy. Uh, But thank you, as always, for listening. And thank you, as always, KB, for joining. Appreciate it, though. So, for KBAD and for myself, Russell Hainline, this has been 2.1 Seconds of Madness.